0: Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I am your host, Mike Veerman. I'm here with my friend and trusty producer, Max Kerman. Max, what's going on?
1: Uh, well, I just uh, got home from softball, and I uh, had a very embarrassing tumble. But anyway, uh, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also with us is our pop culture
0: aficionado and MM, M- <laughs> our pop culture aficionado Shane Cunningham. MMV <laughs> just call me Shane. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to say MMVA award winning. Yeah, yeah, that was That's it. what you that's, were trying to say. I was, was going to like, yeah, uh, you have a new title now. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So like Max said, we just came from uh, softball. And uh, I don't know, Max, you want to set it up? What do you mean? Your well, big tumble. Yeah. Oh, So yeah. So, so Max had to hit all game because uh, we were like subbing out hitters. And finally, at the end of the game, uh, our buddy Jug, who was like, oh, Max, go in for me. I was like, all right, I'm going to get a big hit. So Max uh, gets a hit a blazer right to shortstop. So I'm watching the ball and then I hear everyone in our bench go, ooh!
1: And I look over and Max is like crumbled on the ground. Was so brutal. <laughs> I, was like, I think I just tripped over my own feet. I'm usually not that much of a klutz in sports, but it was just very embarrassing. I was just sort of like laying down the ground. And you know when something happens where it, like it really kind of hurts, but you don't want to like whimper too much oh definitely uh, you seem like you're whimpering quite a bit though <laughs> <laughs> well, that was like me trying to really hold it together
2: was that your mic hand though that you hurt? Uh, he
1: yeah, also I, plays guitar shane
2: oh yeah. that too you uh, kind of
1: just dance with the guitar on your way <laughs> that's true too i uh, know i was most i mostly found my side i'll be fine it's all good
2: speaking of uh, dancing with uh, guitars. guitars. You uh, played the NHL Awards, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, so I'm doing the mic <laughs> segue. <secret now. laughs> yes!
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so to so, sort of, sort of frame things, um, this is the Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. episode. We are going to get to him in a bit, but there's a few things that we haven't talked about in a while because, uh, you know, for any of our friends or maybe listeners, you know, we say save it for the pod. Yeah. So even though we've been around each other, we haven't really gotten to ask many questions or, or hear about what's been going on in our lives. And so recently, somewhat recently, uh, Max and the Arkells just played uh, the
1: NHL Awards. It's been a crazy uh, week. So basically, we've played the MVAs on Sunday night. And then on Tuesday night, I flew to Vegas because uh, the NHL Awards asked us to perform and kick off the show <clears throat> for their big award show. It's also a big deal because the expansion draft is happening because Vegas is getting a team. So that was happening. So the, the ratings were supposed to be really good because this is like a, a new part of the show. And, um, it was very exciting because it came together like a week before. Like, this wasn't something that has been in the calendar for a long time. It was like literally a week before. Like, oh, can, can you do this? So it kind of felt like it was being thrown together like a little bit last minute. But we're like, yeah, we're in. This would be like a really fun, unique experience. Do you think Three Doors Down backed out? What's <laughs> <laughs> with you in Three Doors down. That's a callback to like two pods ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe. Maybe they, maybe they couldn't <laughs> make it. But um, now the interesting thing that happened like on the Friday before, this is actually when we were rehearsing for the MVAs, they asked us, would you also introduce 10 living legends in the middle of your song? And we were like, What? Like, 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 Wayne Gretzky's gonna be there, Mario Lemieux's gonna be there, Brendan Shanahan, and you need to call them on stage because we're doing the 100 greatest players. It's the 100th anniversary of the league. I was like, I'll, I'm totally down to g- give it a go because, like, uh, that sounds like kind of a fun thing to do. But, like, shouldn't you be getting Ron McLean or Don Cherry or like some big announcer to do it? They're like, I just try. So, we sent them like a demo tape of how we do it. And luckily for the song we're performing, knocking at the door, there's this middle section which is actually kind of perfect to talk over if it was just an instrumental. So we sent it in. They're like, we love it. You're in. I was like, okay, sounds good. We get there. The show's at 5 p.m. We have sound check at 11 a.m. Like nothing's been rehearsed. They have some stand-ins there that are supposed to be like, like the players that are being brought out. And I just know from experience, it's very easy to kind of call somebody on stage but it can get awkward if they're up there for too long and also how to get them the hell off the stage. Like, those are, like, important things. I always mm-hmm. – if anybody comes up to sing or at an Arkell show or to dance or play anything, I'm, I always tell them, like, have your exit ready and don't linger. Because it's always just makes it awkward if people don't know how to get off stage. <laughs> so we – it kind of came together perfectly, this middle section. And um, – but I was still worried because the oldest player, Ted Lindsay, is like ninety three, and I was like, "Is anybody gonna be able to tell Mr. Lindsay like what to do here?" Because he's ninety three years old, we just want to make sure that he's being taken care of. So we we run in soundcheck a few times. It's all feeling pretty good. Uh, five o'clock rolls around. We're all standing backstage, the band, and the, these like eleven. I think there was eleven of them. Eleven legends that are just eleven in. of
0: the hundred greatest players yeah. in NHL
1: history. And uh, so I kind of go up and introduce myself and they're all kind of older generation. They have no idea who the hell we are. They go to these events all the time. So like there's no difference like between us and like the magician who does like tricks at halftime or something. Oh, you know? Yeah. Or three doors down. Or three doors <laughs> down. <laughs> and so, you know, I say hi to Brendan Shanahan. We have a couple mutual connections with the Leafs. Kyle Dubas actually, former pod, pod guest. I mentioned him. And so that kind of a nice little connection. But then – I had this idea that I pitched with the producers of the show. I said, in the last chorus, instead of saying "That's me," I'm knocking at the door. I'm going to say Gretzky. I'm knocking at the door and have a moment with Gretzky. And the guys and I was expecting because a lot of these people in these organizations have no sense of humor or are really sort of done up. I was expecting them to say, no, don't do that. But he's like, I love it. <laughs> you know? He's like, what if you also did Crosby? I'm knocking at the I'm knocking at the door. He got really carried away, and I was like, uh, I think just one will do. It's fine. <laughs> uh, So I go up to Wayne, and he's there with his handler. He's the only person backstage who has a handler. I'm like, Hey, Wayne, I'm playing this band, Arkells. We're actually from Hamilton, and he people must give them like their story, like you know, twenty times a day. Hey, Wayne, I'm from this town or whatever. So I was like, you know, we're, we're I'm introducing you. I had this idea and it's totally okay if you don't want to do it. But I was thinking it might be fun. I kind of set it up too long. And the more I'm like thinking it could be cool, I right. had this idea. He just starts looking at his handler going like, what the hell is this <laughs> f- guy going to say to me? And he's like, step in right now before I even hear what the what the suggestion is because the answer's got to be no. And then I was like, I just, I'm just i going to change the lyrics from that's me to Gretzky and shake your hand. And he's like oh yeah sure no problem so i was like yes okay i got the gretzky seal of approval it was still a risky move though because if gretzky if in the moment like our handshake is weird or like i catch him off guard or there's just a weird look between the two of us that could turn into a meme like that's the kind of thing that the internet tears apart immediately it's like you can't do anything on camera like on a nationally televised thing without being ridiculed like you you always have to be like your most charming self and so i was still a little bit worried about it but uh, we played the song in the middle section. Ted Lindsay knew what to do. All the guys, like, kind of waved. It was short and sweet. And then, just as Gretzky's walking off the stage, I grab, I grab his kind of shoulder and I shake his hand. I say, Gretzky. And then, when I did the knocking at the door kind of movement, I think he f- didn't know what to do with himself. So he just reached out to give me the dap. And then I was like, "I'll give you a dap." So I ended up kind of looking <laughs> like a cool guy. I'm like, "All right, it. sure, Gretzky." And then and then he like, but he's good. He knows how to be on camera. So he, he was like smiling, and it was amazing. Because it was awkward for maybe like half half second. a half second. Yeah, yeah. But in the GIF, in the GIF, all you see is the, the gold fist part. pump. It yeah. looks amazing. That's what I'm saying. We're living in a GIF generation, mm-hmm. GIF world, I and mean, <laughs> I, I rule that world. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, did Crosby say anything to you? Uh, no, uh, but he did give me one of these as he walked yeah. by. But the cool thing was, is that McDavid won the MVP of the league. Crazy. Cause he's and, so young. He's so young. And then we were kind of milling about backstage. There's all these like legends, like Babcock Leafs coaches there. He's a super nice guy. Um, me and Carrie price was back there and McDavid has literally just won the award. He's walking backstage and he sees me. And the thing is McDavid's roommate in his first year in Edmonton, this guy, Luke Gadzik, who's like kind of a, a bruiser type of player, like a really sweet guy. He's from Toronto. He's a huge music fan, huge Arkells fan. He apparently hasn't been, sh- he hasn't shut up about the Arkells to Connor. So Connor watched our performance and knew who we were and Gaz would probably like give him a heads up that we we're going to be there. So he saw him, he was like, hey man, how's it going? He like gave me a hug and like I know Connor has a reputation of being sort of a stiff guy and, and you know, he's 19 and he's like, that wasn't trained to be a media star. But uh, he was very sweet and like, uh it was just kind of cool that he, he knew about the band. Uh, so, yeah, we we literally did that and got the hell out of there and uh, came back to Toronto and, and prepared for our big uh, Bud Stage show.
0: Well, I feel like there's a, there's like a bit of a, a hockey player segue here because we all just came from your Budweiser show. That's right. Which was phenomenal. And it was cool because we had some podcast uh, contest winners, Gabby and Nicole, who were amazing. Nicole flew in from Halifax. But my connection I'm making here with the hockey players, and we'll get to Gabby and Nicole in a bit, is that... You had a bunch of hockey players at your show in uh,
1: the Budweiser stage. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool actually because uh, Ryan O'Reilly for the Sabers, he's a big fan. Darnell Nurse, a good Hamilton kid who plays for the Oilers now, uh, he he's a fan. And uh, Taylor Hall, who plays uh, for the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, they're all milling about at the milling after party, them. man. They had an Everywhere awesome, I
0: looked, there was like an NHL player.
1: But and and I was just talking to our friend Dan. and He, he said that uh, your your wife Alex and Cara, Greg's uh, girlfriend, and Lauren. We're just getting all spitting giddy around these hockey players. What? Yeah. I heard they were just like... <laughs> They're puck bunnies? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Lauren was like on fire. She was like just in a great mood after the show. Everybody was kind of celebrating the night. And some of the guys are like buying shots for everybody. Daniel nurses. Just like we're talking about Hamilton. Darnell Nurse's uncle is Donovan McNabb, NFL quarterback. Oh, cool. His, his
2: sister's his, an Olympian. Yeah, his
1: sister Kia Nurse there. Darnell's older sister was there and getting along great with, um, with Lauren. And Lauren just comes up to me. She's like, we need to party with these hockey players tonight. <laughs> and I was like, sure, I'll, we'll do whatever you want. And she's like, yeah, we're going wherever they're going. And then Darnell and the nurse comes up. She's like, hey, do you guys want to come party with us? And Lauren's like, yes, we do. And then is like, well, we got two seats left in our car. So it's, at this point, it's about 2 in the morning. But last call in Toronto is 4 a.m. on Saturday night. Whoa. And we get in this like… I like SU- that Shane
2: said, whoa, like he doesn't know that. <laughs> no, I didn't know it was. I'm, I'm always kicked out at 2 a.m. <laughs> I always thought that was just because it was, it was last
1: call. No, I think it was a special <laughs> occasion. It was Pride. Oh, uh, Okay. So we get in this SUV, and they drop us off at this nightclub called EFS, which is kind of like a fancy nightclub at King and Bathurst. I won't lie. I've been there once before in my, <laughs> in my clubbing days a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that phase? Yeah, yeah that was a good Bottle service. I kind of oh, missed the, that phase. Good old days. So we go in there, and it was awesome. We skipped a line uh, because they have a driver there who's organized this thing. Like There's a big line. We go r- right through it. And my boy Connor's there because oh. it was his girlfriend's birthday. And they were celebrating, and he, he just couldn't be happier to see him. It was, Connor, how's it going? And then Lauren and I are dancing it up. We are getting like vodka poured down our throat, and it was the best. So, you know. I'm was just, that
2: the greatest night of your life? It, uh, it's got to be up it, there. It was up
1: there. It was
0: very cool. I've seen, I don't know, countless Arkell shows, and that was probably uh, the greatest one I've ever seen at the Budweiser stage.
1: Yeah. It, it was the show. Did you feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So much work went into the show um, and so much planning and all the kind of things, all the variables that we felt were out of our hands that you just can't control, i.e. the weather, also this uh, light up glass experiment that we were sort of pitched on uh, to do. Ended up being incredible. So it was like these glasses that had Arkells and July talk on it that lit up in the encore. They were handed out at the beginning of the 16, show. So when you walked in, of they handed
0: out sixteen thousand things, and then in the encore, like no one knew, but you saw they had a
1: thing on the bottom with a battery, and then they all lit up red uh, yeah. for people who haven't seen it online. It was phenomenal. It was a it was a crazy moment, and um, the set was great. Yeah, anyway, it was just all that you could hope for. So it was it was awesome. Thank you to anybody who came to the show, and uh, yeah. We've never done that before, so it's not like another day at the office. It's a very special occasion.
0: Yeah, and uh, thank you so much to uh, the contest winners, uh, Gabby and Nicole, who won and entered. And uh, I got to meet up with them a bit before you played, I think just before July Talk went on.
1: And they were the nicest
0: uh, people. They were really great.
1: I also saw a Twitter uh, picture of you with a pod fan, Shane. And it was like, the man, the myth, the dessert. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that guy was really into me. Yeah. Yeah, He was like, Shady Boy, 69. And maybe he's been listening to the older episodes. I think he thinks I'm a wild man. Uh, And then uh, so I was like, hey, hey. But every time I went to the aisle, he'd kind of look at me and be like, Shady Boy. And I was like, okay. And then at the end, I was like, oh, I don't want to... I don't want to ruin the myth and the legend. So I kind of wasn't going to talk to him. I was just, but he's waiting for me Uh and he's waiting a long time. And then his girlfriend came up and was like, oh, he really wants a picture with you. Uh So then I got a picture and he was like, I love partying and drinking too, man. Or (laughs) something (laughs) like that. I, I, I,
0: um, I was actually uh, recognized uh, by a girl. I was standing with Danica. And so she was like, oh, you're, you're Mike Veerman from the Mike much podcast or whatever. I was like, oh yeah. Hey, what's up? What's your name? And then she's like, oh, and you must be Danica. And she recognized Danick just from like I guess listening to the pod mentioning or Danica. Igno- that it was my wife. That's so funny. Yeah. So anyway, I uh, I think that's a good crowd for uh, podcast. Uh, people that Shane and I both yeah sort of like all the the
2: fans w- are like we got a lot of fans because of you right Yeah, they're listening to so hear what you so that was have like the epicenter for anyone who's ever listened to the pod. Was yeah, there it was yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it was great. So well, of- thank you, thanks Max. Yeah, I know it was great. That was the greatest of- night of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, today on the episode, fellas, we have Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
1: This is a pretty big get. Very cool. I was prepping questions, actually, like on the flight to Las Vegas, because I couldn't be there for the interview.
0: Right? Yeah. So you couldn't be there. Uh, they were actually playing Cops Coliseum here in Hamilton, First Ontario Place, which you've also played. Yep. And uh, so Shane and I were at work. It was a weekday. It was a Thursday. And I was like, Shane, you want to like come do this thing? We're going to go do this. And then there was comps. Like, so it was like they let us do the interview. And then they just gave us free tickets to see the show. And the thing about the Chili Peppers, you know, obviously they're an extremely popular band. um, They've been around a long time. But I don't know if people talk about them in the same way they talk about other contemporary huge bands like, you know, like a Coldplay or U2 or any of those bands. Well, I mean, like even more like like bands that have 20 hits. Oh, sure. Like if you go to a Chili Peppers song, you're going to know 20 songs like whether you know it or not. But anyway, the point is, I think it's always worth it to go see a band like the Chili Peppers.
1: And they're known for their live show. It's like that's sort of how they started their career. And that's how even before they had hits, they they're kind of regarded as like an amazing live band. And then the hits came and, you know, the work was easy after that. So Shane and I got on a train
0: because we needed to make it there for uh, the interview was exactly at 7.15. Uh, and we had to be there at 7. It was also the night of the NBA draft. Uh, which Chad alludes to, and he's like, "I know it's the NBA draft because Flea is in a room right now, uh, waiting for it to start." Uh, you'll hear all this in the interview. But did you find anything uh, interesting about this? I
2: always feel weird when I tag along, um, <laughs> just like someone's going to call me out, like, "What's that guy doing here?" <laughs>
0: but I'm like, eh, you know, it's just two of
2: us; it's not too many people. But the and you know, sometimes I ask the odd question, but really, I'm not, I'm not doing too much. I'm kind of just sitting there, like in awe of this famous person. But in this case, the guy's like. Uh, all, all right, uh, like the the liaison. He's yep. like, all, all right. He he was really a nice guy, but he's like, okay, just if you, you're doing something, I'm like, yeah, kind of. He's like, okay, well, act like you're doing something because you need to be like fiddling with knobs because they, <laughs> they they want to make sure no one's there who's not needed. So I'm a little nervous at that point, point. <laughs> and then when we walk in, it's like there's no place to sit for me. There's like <laughs> one
0: chair for you. Well, it was like it, it was. So we go down to the bowels of the of Cops Coliseum in the arena, and they um they have like, and I don't know, like I didn't actually know that, a lot, like maybe a lot of touring bands do this, but they have their own jam room set up with all of their the big gear, ones do like secondary gear. Where I'm guessing if they just feel like. Doing a rehearsal at two in the afternoon, or just jamming out. They just have this full room. We tour with
1: Billy Talent, and they're massive, especially in Germany. And they, I think, as a warm up, they like they just like get their blood flowing. So it's like so they're at like a hundred by the time, but it might take half an hour to get there.
0: Yeah. So we go into this little room. Uh, There is no chair for Shane. They're like Chad's going to sit at the drums, and there's a dude like when he did cast, his interview at the dr- in front at the drums. Yeah, and then <laughs> so there's a dude with a cast on his leg just playing the piano. Like, it was like yeah. we walked into a very, like, kind of, like, weird scene, and, like, we're, like, do we say hi to the piano player? <laughs> He's just warming up. Yeah, so we're, like, we're, like, hey, we're trying to be friendly. He's, like, oh,
2: hi. Hi. He, like, he's the not, yeah, guy? he's not that nice to us, <laughs> and he's just like playing piano, he's like blowing on horns, and he's like, he's got the sock on his dick. So, I'm like, oh,
0: I'm like, he must be in the band or part of it. <laughs> <laughs> he had a cast and a sock on his dick, and that was it. And He was, he was running warm ups, doing vocal exercises, rude to us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but that it was just a little awkward, and then uh, but yeah, once the interview
0: started, like with all that tension, Chad couldn't have been nicer, he was awesome, yeah. He was great. Want to get to uh, Chad Smith and the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Might as well.
3: <laughs>
0: um, you're
2: going to have to
3: yeah, talk hey, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, Pete Rose and the Gamblers. That's a nice... Ta- it's our softball
2: it's team, Softball man. team. His brother designed it. Good, name, good yeah. name for a team. Are you a
0: baseball fan? I am. I
3: enjoy the baseball. Yeah? I'm a Tigers, long time suffering Tigers fan. Detroit. Not, not that suffering,
0: man. Are you sports in general Or just baseball
3: I like all sports And I know that the NBA draft Is happening right now And Flea is like I'm not doing any interviews At 7 (laughs) o'clock Does he think they're going to
0: take ball Does he want them to take Lonzo
3: They will. they just traded D'Angelo, so they're definitely going to take
0: back. We were just talking about that. Are you a Pistons fan? I am. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into oh, this enough yeah, sports. Sure. Um, I just <laughs> kind of wanted to go back uh, to the start of it. And you're, you're not a California guy originally. You just said, you know, you're a Tigers fan. Uh, you grew up down the road in Michigan from here, essentially. Yeah. Uh, what did your folks do?
3: Well, my dad worked for Ford Motor Company for 32 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I saw him get up in the morning every every uh, early and, and go to work. And I was like...
0: That's not what I want to do. Was <laughs> well, he more of a blue collar job or
3: like sort of No, blonde? he was wh- he was a white collar. I mean, he started out on the line for sure, but yeah. um he was uh, in quality control. Okay. Job number 1. <laughs> and uh he was at the world headquarters in Dearborn, Michigan. He worked there probably 25 years. So, I grew up um in Detroit, outside of Detroit from 1974, till I moved to L.A. in 1988.
0: Right. Yeah. And when you made the move to L.A., was it specifically to get work to work as a sort of professional musician? Yeah.
3: Yep. And, and you know, I'd, I'd been playing professionally since I was 18, right out of high school. And I played in a lot of clubs and, and with bands and all, all around Detroit for eight years. Yeah. And it felt like it, it, it had kind of, I'd exhausted the possibilities of of musical situations, and I knew kind of everybody, and I was like, you know, if I'm gonna make a move, I might as well do it pretty soon. The guys in my band were a little bit older, and um, if we recall at that time in California, in 1988, the Sunset Strip was really popular, and Guns N' Roses, and those kind of bands were- It was like all great. happening. Yeah, it was all happening. I wasn't a real metal, heavy metal guy or anything, but you know, Rock music and that sort of thing was happening. And I was like, I can go to New York, which is really cold, and I don't know anybody, <laughs> or I can go to California, yeah, where it's warm, and I have a friend who let me sleep on his couch, and that's what I did. Was I mean, deciding to
0: sort of go into music as a career is somewhat unconventional, and the success rate is pretty low.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it depends on what you what what you um. Consider success? It, well, yeah. I mean, uh, to me, I've been successful ever since I, I started playing professionally. It's really what I always wanted to do. Um, you know, growing up and and I played sports and stuff and 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 but I started drumming when I was seven, so I was a wow. little little dude and 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 so I started playing professionally right. You know, ran right out of high school at eighteen, and, and I was playing six nights a week, doing three sets a night with uh, this band called Tilt, <laughs> and. I thought this was the greatest thing ever. I was just like, this is it, man. I, I, I've, 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 I'm, I'm a working musician. You know, I yeah. was making $165 a week <laughs> and playing these little scummy clubs in Detroit, but I loved it, and it was, you know, in hindsight, it was really important to have that sort of work ethic and, and, and play so much and have that opportunity uh, because you know fast forward eight years and and moving out to California and the opportunity came and I was prepared and and, and I'd done a lot of hard work and um, I think sometimes those those things are, are are not as prevalent in our in our culture today in society is kids want everything really fast and they don't want to really put the hard work into it
0: that eight years is unfathomable to them because they just want to get to the end result
1: yeah
3: you know and and I, I, you know it's, it's, um, there's no shortcuts. I mean, you can get lucky, uh, and, and I consider myself lucky, you know, not only to be a professional musician but certainly when I joined Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it was, that's unbelievable. I mean, I would have never in a million years. I didn't even really know. I knew who the band was. Yeah. Oh, the guys with the socks on their dicks. Yeah, I've heard of them. Do they have a record deal? <laughs> I'll try out for them. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like oh, the big rock band. You know, the Chili Peppers were kind of a club band and a little more, you know, college radio and that. So playing yeah. clubs and stuff at that time. But um, you know, you just never know. But it's it, it's 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 important to persevere and and if you love it, you're gonna want to do it anyway. But but often people get can get you know. Uh, they can kind of give up easy, sure. easily, and um, you know, I just love it, man. I'm 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 so lucky, and we all are a band, and we're so grateful that you know 30 whatever years, and yeah. we're still playing, you know, arenas, and people come to see us. We're making music, and it's it's fantastic
0: was the when you mentioned trying out uh and joining the band sort of in progress was the vibe right right away or was it something that had to grow that chemistry or did you feel it with them sort of immediately
3: musically we hit it off right away yeah, yeah it, it was really exciting um but they were like you know who's this you know big guy from the midwest <laughs> with long hair and bandanas and you know they were like oh i don't know about this guy you know and they were very, at the time, it was, you know, what kind of funny haircut you had and your tattoos and all that stuff. You know, I, I was not that guy. So, no, we are, yeah, personally, it, it, it took a while to, uh, it was normal, you know, sure. to to uh, get that, that uh, chemistry. But musically, right off the bat, we were like, this is something... Cool. yeah you're yeah. feeling it right away
0: yeah it was great um i've read anthony describe the scene in la you mentioned the 80s um as you were sort of joining the band and then you know the partying excess all seemed really intense the way that i've read it described when you look back on those years how did you fit into all of that what did you enjoy and what were you glad to grow out of
3: oh um i don't have any regrets about but but being a young man and, and, and rock and roll and and you know when i was a kid I cut out pictures of Led Zeppelin and put them on my wall in my bedroom, and I wanted drug, sex, and rock and roll. Yeah. I was all about it. Jimmy so, Page swigging the Jack Daniels. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, you know? And, and it just it was dangerous and exciting, and girls and, you know, everything about it was like, wow, you know, you gotta remember, this is going before electricity, and you didn't <laughs> see people on television, and you never saw Led Zeppelin on TV or, or you know, bands like that, and... and uh, so it was it was mysterious and and really cool and I just I bought into it man I was I was all about it so yeah I, you know our early years in the Chili Pepper you know we we did lots of things you know <laughs> we played we played lots of music and then we 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 played hard and we partied hard yeah you know but we were young and you know that's just all kind of part, you know for us it's you uh, know it, it all went together and it was it was it was really fun I mean. Uh, my experience, you know, I never really got too deep into it, in, into the drug part of it. Um, you know, but I, had my, I did my share, and, and um, but you know, then you, you just kind of keep going, and things don't work for you anymore, you know, that they yep. used to. And and some people realize it earlier, and some people take some a while, and some people, they never. So, um, yeah, I, I I quit all that stuff, like, nine years ago or something like that. And, and, and you know, I just want to... I have kids and wife, and you know my your priorities shift in life. It's normal. You grow, you grow, you get older, and hopefully learn. And and um, so you know now we're on the road. It's 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 really just doing whatever we can to to perform as best we can. Yeah. You know. And if I was out getting hammered every night, I, I you don't bounce back like a twenty five year old. You know, you're like oh. Yeah. So and I I, I want to play as well as I can for myself and my band, and also for the people that. They come here to see us we take a lot of pride in, in our performing and um yeah so uh we don't take any of that for granted and so yeah now now it's uh, it's it's chili pepper the boring years now <laughs> the yeah. responsible years yeah
0: but uh, you know we're still having fun um you know speaking of the band over the years there's been a rotating cast of lead guitarists in the band and i mean this is actually pretty unusual i think for are
3: you gonna say anything
0: uh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Yeah. He, well, you
3: got a mic. I just wondered.
0: Okay. Yeah, he waits on his question. Yeah. He's oh, you, oh, you it. got
3: you asked the tough ones.
2: Kind of. Okay, yeah. I'm ready yeah. for that. Good cop,
0: bad cop. <laughs> Um, you know, and I guess, you know, between yourself and Flea and Anthony, um, it's interesting when you rotate out a guitar player, because in a, in a four piece, it's so yeah. dependent. The music is, I feel like the guitar playing is so stylistic and has to mesh with yourself and Flea. Of um, has the arrival and departures of the guitarists in your band become any easier over time? Like, are you guys kind of like, okay...
3: Um, it's that, you know, no. it's, it's never easy, you know, it's chemistry in, in, in a band is so important in anything, sports or whatever, any, any, we have a group of people, the chemistry of how those people do what they do, um, in our case, make music and, and then there's so many other things that go along with the musical part, but, um, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's, You don't, again, I I sound redundant, but we don't take that for granted. Like we had John Fruscianti in our group when I joined the band and he had just joined and then he left and then we had more guitar players and then he came back to our group in like 97 or something like that. And we had 10 years and and it was, um, we were like, wow, this is really something special. For whatever reason, these four guys in a room when we make music we do we, we do something special and and um, so you know it's it's difficult to find the right people it really is i mean or there'd be tons of bands all over the place that never broke up and you know i mean most rock bands last like 5 years yeah and and to be c- continue to make music and be relevant and and changing and growing and challenging each other and and doing all those kind of things you have to find the right people and me anthony and flea are, are, are you know we've been together almost 30 years but and the guitar is such an important instrument in certainly in our band and rock band the melodic main melodic instrument and um it's it's uh and the songwriting the way we write songs all together it's not like one guy or two guys that write the songs we all write them together so You know, we had Dave Navarro in our band um, from Jane's Addiction in 94 uh, or four or five years. And he was a great musician. Amazing. But the chemistry never really... You know, I love him. He was a great, great guy. Um, But Fascinating. So musically, it didn't click in the way that you guys... And on paper, you would be like, oh, L.A. guy, Jane's Addiction. We love Jane's Addiction. Great guitar player. And when we went to write songs, it was kind of like... Hmm. Okay, this is different. He's he doesn't. He's not a real jamming type guy. That's kind of how we ride, and he's more reactive. And and it was it took time. I mean, I I, I if he was sitting here, hopefully that he would agree with me. But it, it's uh, you know, I think that that there there is really it's hard to find those. Pieces that all, for whatever, work work together. You know, like mm-hmm. the, I, I can only say, like the Rolling Stones are a perfect example. They've had different guys in their band as well, but the core guys. Um, if if when, once you start moving around too many pieces, things get diluted or, or they change, and 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 maybe not necessarily for the worse, but for us, it's it's uh, we've been fortunate to have really great. Great musicians and guitar players in our band, and Josh is, is amazing, you know. I mean, to have him come into our group, it's been I don't know how long now, seven years or something. So he's still like the new guy, but <laughs> but you know, he's he's uh, he's an amazing musician and dedicated. And um, when you're bringing in someone like Josh, yeah, you know, is
0: that could one of you three, like, is that conversation very democratic? Like, if you wanted to veto and go, I'm not feeling it, and the other two, Flea and Anthony, are like, we're keeping them. Is that something where all three of you have to Yeah, be- no,
3: everybody, you have to, it has to be a, you know, you know. You just know if it's working or if it's not sure. working. Sure. Yeah, you just know. How intense was the search? Or was he somebody that you no, guys had your eye we, on? We no, we'd known him for a while. Um, actually, he'd done a lot of, of uh, records with John, actually, together, and oh, he actually cool. toured with us. At the end of our Stadium Arcadium tour, he came on and played guitar and some keyboards. Um, so we knew him. And, and so that was a kind of an easier... Initially, like, oh, well, what about Josh? Because, you know, we know him. We know what he does. We know how he... It's kind of like dating. You kind of <laughs> got over <laughs> the dating part and let's see how it works. You know, because if you just bring in somebody that you don't know at all, personality, everything, there's so many different things that come into to play. But, no, he, he was a... Um, like the only guy we thought about and luckily it worked out yeah, yeah. well just to wrap it up
0: uh, yeah we're getting the signal uh you know i i always find it interesting when you talk to bands that have sort of a rich legacy and so much success i guess how you view your past work so it's like you know the band's been very consistent in the quality of output from record to record when you look back on you know your biggest records you know do did you have any sense at the time that like blood sugar Sex matic, or californication were going to be as big and important as they would become and i guess secondly do you view it differently because of its place in history so in the moment, are you like this is really good? And then once it becomes what it becomes, and you look back, you go, oh yeah, I knew. Or you... <laughs> I never
3: go like oh yeah, I knew that was gonna be a big smash. <laughs> no, you never know. You you you. you uh, I mean, to go back uh, to those two records that you cited, um, Blood Sugar, you know, it was 1991, and um, that's for me. That's my fondest memories of, of 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 making a record, and the band was really firing on all cylinders John and I had been in the band since mother's milk we wrote all those songs together a blood sugar song rick rubin came on and produced us for the first time we recorded in this house there was all these you know perfect storm things that were happening that uh, you know we were anthony was singing more um, we were just growing, and, and we took a big leap. And, and yeah, when we were making it, it, it was really fun and easy. Yeah. And and so often, my experience of making records, when that happens, that's usually a good thing, um, instead of like, you know, it's really a struggle or it's taking a long time or, or, or those kind of things. But we had lots of songs. And you know, and, and the other thing, too, the, to, to your second part of the question, you know, Music was changing, you know, and we were just doing what we were doing anyway, but then, you know, the Nirvanas and those bands came along, and music really shifted. It got away from the whatever was happening before that, and it, I think it was like the hair metal. The hair metal, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. the hair metal thing. So, um, but we were, you know, we had been doing what we were doing, and we were kind of, you know, an alternative band or whatever, but it, 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 was, uh, it was like a really exciting time for, for all those reasons. Um, and Californication, again, John had rejoined our band, and it was you know just like putting like an old shoe back on it just yeah. felt really good and and we, again we had a bunch of songs recorded it really fast you know um and and uh it was you know yeah that 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 was uh you know, both those both those records have lots of good songs on. Them. I mean, they come. To, if you don't have any good f-ing songs, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I mean, for anybody. So, you're always as a songwriter and as a band, you're trying to always write better songs, sure. play better, um, and that's what we continue to do. And, and if people like them, they do, and if they don't, they don't. But we really try to make the best records that we can all the time. So. Um, you know, we play almost every song off *The Getaway*. We're not gonna play them all at once, but it's it's fun. And for us, it's important for us to stay relevant, play new music, be inspired by that. We love playing those songs. I love them, right and and they stand up against the the other you know older ones that we played as well. So, yeah, I, I'm um, I have the best job in the world. Yeah, it's man. awesome.
0: You got one last thing before yeah, we go. Yeah. It's your big moment.
3: It's your big moment. Make it good. You've been sitting there the whole night. What is it? <laughs> Don't choke. Well, I was he's just he's wearing wondering... a Pete Rose and the Gambler's hat.
2: Yes. Oh, geez, pressure is on. Uh, I-, I was just going to ask if we could have a picture, but
3: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I thought you were going to like come in with like. So let me ask you. You know. Do you no, I was people. Kidding. Do you really think you look like
2: <laughs> Will Ferrell? Uh, I. I was going to ask, it was just our last interview, uh, we interviewed Edgar Wright, who actually Flea was uh, in the The film, director baby of Baby driver.
3: driver. Oh, Baby Driver, yeah.
2: And then I was asking him some questions, and it didn't seem like he liked him too much, so I got a little uh, scared off asking again. But, yeah.
3: <laughs> he didn't he, like the, the Baby Driver question?
2: No, I asked him a few, and I felt like he didn't really like me in the room, so now I'm kind of, I got kind of scared <laughs> gotta off asking got to get back on that questions. horse, man. No, That's why you're being so quiet. Yeah, right? he's gun
3: shy now. I'm yeah. much nicer than Flea. I know. Do you yeah. think Flea's a good actor? Do I think he's a good actor? <laughs> I've I've seen him, you know he just does <laughs> some better than others. Like 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 the Big Lebowski. Yes, very good. I love that movie, man. Right? Yeah, classic. He was great in that nihilist. Yeah, he's great. He's great. And then you know there's some other things maybe that weren't right <laughs> in his wheelhouse that you know, like but um, but he loves it. Like what? Yeah, like yeah, a That's him interesting talk about, please ask. Yes, <laughs> I'm here to ask the hard questions. Yeah. Um. Well, this is not not great roles. Uh, uh, what was what was um, Flea, Flea and Anthony were in some movie? Point, point break. break. No, no, beach. it was a Point Break. That was just oh, Anthony. Oh,
0: my own Private Idaho.
3: No. Were they in that? Yeah, he was. Flea was in, in that. that yeah. But he was. They I were swear both
0: in Fleas in Point Break.
2: No,
3: just Anthony. Anthony's the oh. gang member surfer guy. Oh, okay. Fleas not in. Didn't do your homework. Right. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Nice okay. try.
0: That's it. No I more questions. That's yes. good Shut that. up. All right. Thank you so much for your time. It's all good, man. Appreciate you guys. Welcome to The Desserts. We are here with our friend and pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. Shane, what's good? Well, I am the pop
2: culture aficionado, so I'm going to talk about something pop culture related. Just to start with uh guy taking over pop culture right now, though, Kells. <laughs> <laughs> I know we talked about it in the top, but something really interesting happened at the show that I thought maybe I'd save okay. for Ooh, dessert. All right. Well, one, um, stupidly, I wasn't going to come to the show for some reason. Yeah, why not? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, for me, I forgot that this was actually like a massive, massive show. Like, you, in my mind, you guys are playing like arenas every weekend, like selling places. Out. Definitely
1: not. But yeah. <laughs>
2: but, but I'm like, oh, you're huge. So I didn't know how big of a show this was, stupidly, admittedly. Yeah. So last minute, because Mike is like, yo, this isn't just like a show. This is like a meet and greet for fans and all this for pod fans. I'm like, oh, pod fans. Okay. Anything for them. And then. So I had to ask for tickets oh, yeah. for you for the last second. And then when I went to the door, the the, the tickets weren't there. My name was there. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but there was no... So your name was there, but the tickets were gone. Yeah, the tickets were That's gone. That's weird.
2: Yeah. So I'm like, uh-oh. So I'm thinking these meet-and-greet people are freaking out. Like Shane from the pod, like, you know, it's only three guys in the pod. I think they're freaking out. And I even brought, like... Delivery DVDs for them, like I was in a movie called Delivery. Yeah, like, course. so I signed them and like thought they they'd want them. Anyways, they lose my tickets, so you you I guess had lawns for me. Okay, they ended up getting scared because Ashley's like, "Oh, give them tickets," and I got uh good tickets, like really good tickets up close. <laughs> okay, oh, <good. laughs> and I in fact I was sitting right in front of your dad. <laughs> And then I'm like, holy shit, that's that's Max's dad. This is going to be cool to, like, watch it through, like, the proud dad's eyes. And then there's this woman <laughs> wearing, like, these huge, like, noise-canceling headphones. like, massive. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like the big yellow ones that, like, construction I'm workers wear. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I'm joking with people beside me. I'm like, big fan right there. <laughs> and then someone's like, that's Max's mom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Yeah. She wears the – like, and also, we could be going to an event. I don't know why she's, like, so sensitive. It's not like she has, like, a history of, like, mm-hmm. ear – Hearing hearing loss in the family, but it's like it like it was a loud concert. But it would like come on, yeah, <laughs> come on. It was a weird look,
2: like <laughs> yeah. especially like her son. You think she'd want to hear it all? But yeah, obviously. Actually,
1: yeah, In the big group shot, if you can zoom in. You can see a woman with big yellow ear cans. <laughs> Is out. that true? Yeah, yeah, that's funny.
2: But anyway, I just wanted to mention that I got those good seats and thank you for that. Okay. And uh, oh, uh, by the way, did you accuse J. R. Diggs of stealing your tickets? <laughs> well, geez. That's funny. A guy drove me down. And uh, yeah, a guy, Jared Diggs, drove me down. And he's like, I'm like, how are you going to get tickets? He's like, don't worry. I'll just like, you know, I'll, I'll figure out a way. I'll get them off scalpers or something. And then I heard a story because uh, we, we got separated for a bit. I go, I texted him. I said, Jared, did you get tickets? He goes, yeah, some guy just gave me two pairs. So maybe he stole my tickets somehow <laughs> because he's a very crafty guy. He knows that it. you
1: had tickets waiting under Will Call. Maybe he said under oh, your I'm name, Shane. Under Shane. Maybe
0: he could have talked his way into it. Wow, that's a pretty heavy accusation, though. I, you know, maybe we need, maybe we, I, I don't know. I
1: don't feel comfortable accusing Jr. I it's will true. say this though: Jr. is a crafty guy because I went to <laughs> Buffalo. Do we to- need to warble your voice for this? <laughs> 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 Me and Jr. <laughs> I mean, that would be funny if we did. Uh, <laughs> Jair and I went to Buffalo to watch the March Madness a couple of years ago, and he was like, "Oh, we'll get tickets off scalpers." I went on Thursday; it was twenty five bucks. It was the best time ever. Come, it was Saturday; it was two days later. I'm, I'm like, okay, sure, I'll go down. Just the two of us. We're driving down, check StubHub just to get a lay of the land to know what scalpers ought to be charging. Cheapest tickets two hundred fifty dollars. So, My what God, the hell's going on. Turns out the, the, the home team Syracuse, which is down the road, is playing. They're basketball crazy, so we get there it's deserted we're a little bit late and we see a scalper there's only a couple scalpers around i'm like hey do you got any tickets what you got he's like yeah i got a couple how much four hundred dollars so i was like how the hell are we gonna get it we're not gonna pay four hundred dollars so we end up wandering around the arena for a while we don't know what we're gonna do but then we jr sees these like six businessmen in suits walking through this side private entrance like kind of into the arena he's like let's follow those guys we follow them right through the door, and we're in the arena. We got in for free. I've done that with
2: JR <laughs> so many times. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I snuck into Conan O'Brien when he did A Week in Canada, and the guest was Jim Carrey. Really? He's just like, that door's open. Let's just walk in. <laughs> Four Note, we're in like a press lounge. Jim Carrey's right there working on the bit with Conan, oh like an God. impromptu bit. I've snuck into like evenings with Kevin Smith where he does these, these big director talks where it's $200 a ticket. Snuck into every film festival with him. It's crazy. Moral of the story is just hanging with JR and you'll get places. Yeah. Walking through the front door. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Okay. So we were just talking about Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. But that was a little dicey territory. Hard to navigate the scandal going on there. Yeah. And I don't think there's a way to do it. So maybe we talk about Bachelor instead. Yeah. Let's talk about The or the Bachelorette. Yeah. And yeah. Mike's actually been watching a bit of this season. Really? <laughs> Absolutely
0: not. You, you knew who a boom was. You were. F- oh, 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 uh, oh, oh, uh, what'd he say? Waboom. boom, boom. Yeah. I watched his viral clips online. Yeah. And you were furious at Waboom, actually. I thought I well, because I feel like if we keep letting people like Waboom win, if we keep giving them platforms, they're just gonna, you know. I don't know. Like nothing about him I found entertaining. I just thought he was like yeah, he's uh, the worst. Jim Carrey ripoff. Uh, yeah, and just like desperate for attention. But again, maybe that's very judgy and
1: maybe everyone who no, goes no, on this right. show is 100 percent right.
0: Anyway, Waboom, I was not feeling, but that was like a long time
2: ago. So Shane, you ever is a, Waboom still on?
1: No, he's not. Nah, no, he got kicked off. That thank, was obvious. Thank God. Whoa! <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> that was stunt casting and they do that every year yeah. a couple times and lee too do you think he's stunt casting because he's like the racist nashville guy who uh oh they're putting him in scenarios to play the the foil yeah you know they always need the like the heel character
2: but i i think this season is the most boring out of every bachelorette season of all time
1: yeah why is that because i've been watching i've only watched two or three seasons exactly
2: yeah. oh oh yeah I'm, you've been watching this season though. Yeah, yeah i've watched this like season. it's like the hot. White guy is going to win. The guy with like the very blue eyes. Not not the like Mark young, Myers, 25-year-old Not Dean. Dude. Not
1: Dean. He's too young. Yes. Okay, but here's the thing. Uh, so who, who are we talking about? Uh, is his name, Lauren? Peter. Peter, yes. So you're talking about Peter, who is the Wisconsin dude. And by the way, have you done any research on Peter? On his modeling photos? Yeah, yeah. here's the thing. I might have it, perused them. Okay, so <laughs> Peter is like so handsome, and he's got like this low voice, and he and he kind of stays out of the drama. He's above the frame. Mm-hmm. And, and it, on his description, it's small business owner. So yeah. You're like, oh, he's just like a small business owner from Wisconsin, and he just happens to be the. They best all say the, entrepreneur the or whatever. Act- They're
2: all actresses and models. Yeah, it
1: turns out he's a personal trainer, and he's also a model. So there's all these photos online of him like walking down the runway with like a twelve pack. Like we, <laughs> Lauren and I yesterday were looking at these photos, and she's like, "What is that muscle? Like just like at the top of." <laughs> I was like, "Stop looking at his body." <laughs> <laughs> uh and but also did you see his high school grad photo no was he you really did a deep dive on this guy not so good really oh yeah he really did a 180 uh, after leaving high school but his yearbook quote was uh he wanted to be on the bachelor are you joking no that's insane
2: wow yeah and he has the gap in between his teeth also
1: i know so that's the connection oh with him and rachel
2: yes yeah
1: Uh, so you don't think dean's got a chance
2: no, Dean reminds me a lot of uh, my co-director on the Knocking at the Door video, oh, and I guess does. Mark
0: Myers. Yeah, it's like too wholesome. The only time that I uh, like I perked up uh, with this whole bachelorette business was I'd randomly uh, like it came into my Twitter feed because I guess the Bachelor at
1: Rachel used to date Kevin Durant in college. Yeah, in Texas. So that yeah. was pretty cool. So that was that's that, that's all I have to offer. Yeah. But do you think Peter's too boring though? I think there's a the chiropractor guy who's a little older. You think Rachel's exciting? I think Rachel's awesome. Really, she's America's sweetheart.
0: Mm,
2: I don't know.
1: I don't like her. She, I don't. I.
2: I find her like a little f-
1: too phony. Really? Well, she, I think she's like really camera ready. Yeah,
2: it's, I guess that's part of the show. But yeah, I, I'm not a fan of hers. Mm-hmm. So you're predicting Peter right now. 100. percent
1: Peter's going to win. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, if you were on The Bachelor, would you be like? Like, what kind of contestant would you think you'd be? See, I'm. Um, I'm the, I think I
2: would do very well on The Bachelor. The, you <laughs> are crazy I, I, competitive. I've seen you when you're single, and I don't want to get in your Oh, life. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> would you
0: go in with a catchphrase like, well, boom?
2: No. I would just be... Like, they don't really like someone to be too self-aware. And if they are, they're kind of on the boring side. Because they don't want anyone to make jokes about the show, or yeah. they want someone... Yeah, there's to, no one who has, like, irony on the show. You need to be Jennifer. a villain, which never wins. Yeah. You need to be the like a stunt casting dude who always gets kicked off or the kind of boring, like deadly handsome dude. Yeah. But I think I'd be like, you know, the, that rare type that they never cast where I'm kind of like the quirky, quirky. Yeah. yeah. Handsome guy. Yeah. Well, not handsome, but I think I could be (laughs) the quirky guy, but I think I could uh, get in there and, Get uh, any girl's heart on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you'd start squabbles with uh, with the guys? Do you think you'd be antagonistic? No, you can't squabble, me man. I I don't really squabble.
1: Well, I think that the <laughs> <in a laughs> you, you you think I squabble? <laughs> well, I think you'd offend people. Who? <laughs> You're <laughs> well, saying I squabble? Not squabble, but I, I think don't you'd... squabble.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we just end on the squabble. Uh, that's pretty. What cool. are you starting to squabble? No, man. <laughs>
0: That's it, that's all. That's our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, all that business. Leave a comment on iTunes, please. You can follow us at Mike on Much on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks so much to everyone that helps us make this happen. Thanks to Chad Smith for being on the show. All the doodles for the Mike Much podcast are done by Jenna Gregory at jennasdoodles.com. The Mike Much podcast is produced by Max Kerman, and I'm your host, Mike Bierman. See you next week if we don't die on the weekend.